How's it going, Leo fans? Thank you for being some of the first listeners of the Laverne Athletics podcast. We're putting in a lot of work on our end, and we really hope you're enjoying the shows. If you want to show some appreciation, please subscribe, rate, and review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. And no matter where you're listening, please share the shows. Share it with your friends, your family, your teammates, whoever. The more listeners we get, the more content we'll put out, and we really think you'll enjoy it. Now, here's our interview with Laverne Volleyball Head Coach Jeff Hendershot. How's it going, Leo fans? Welcome to another edition of Leo's on the Spot. Today, our guest, Jeff Hendershot, head coach of the University of Laverne volleyball team. Coach, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Anthony? Doing all right. You know, every day kind of feels like the last, but you know, doing That's right. How's everything been going with you during this time? Good, good. You know, we've got uh, my two and a half year old daughter, Amelia, who's keeping us very busy every single day. And you know, just trying to keep the team going and get the recruiting going and, you know, trying to keep things feeling as close to a positive working normal as we can go. All right. So I've spoken to a few of our coaches that have young children now. They're, they both really love this time because it's, you know, extra time with the young ones. And it's also driving them a little bit crazy because they have all this extra yeah. time with the young ones. Have you been enjoying, you know, being around your, your young daughter this time? It's been great. I mean, you know, this has been a year now you know, since we've done this. So she was, you know, a year and a half and this has been a huge developmental time for her and, you know, being with her every day and playing and, you know, teaching her and all that stuff is great. Um, you know, when you've got a screaming two-year-old and you're doing recruit phone calls or you're on Zooms, that could be interesting for sure. But, uh, you know, my wife and I trade off, you know, kind of working and taking care of Amelia. So um, it's been amazing. I don't know if I could do it for another year, <laughs> you know, but it, it's definitely been a blessing in a lot of ways. I mean, that, 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 that crying in the back, I might, it's pretty humanizing, though. You're talking to recruits, right? They, 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 they realize you're, you're more than just the, the coach. You're your dad, you're a husband, you're, you're all these things. Yeah, it's funny, actually. They, they probably find it significantly more entertaining than I do. <laughs> you know, they, they think it's funny and it's cute. For me, it's a, it's a little stressful. But, yeah, it is, you know. And I think, I think people like knowing that you have stuff other than volleyball and your sport going on. And, you know, it doesn't matter who you are right now. You've you know, you've got other things going on at home. So it's definitely humanizing and in a grounding, you know, situation, which which is good in a lot of ways. All right, Coach, so you've been at, at home for a while now. Have you picked up any any new skills, any new hobbies during this time? I haven't picked up any, well, actually baking, which I feel like everyone has done. But uh, my wife challenged me to a British Bake Off baking challenge for her birthday. So kind of went all out on that and that was pretty fun and I think picking up old hobbies like started playing guitar again uh you know I used to work out a ton and I kind of got away from that after this past season so I've been been back working out and that's been really nice and I think just kind of getting back to my roots a little bit with reading and music and you know cooking a little bit so definitely got to find stuff to do how'd that uh that bake off go I crushed it <laughs> I did I did really good on it um it was super fun because I you know, I like doing stuff with my hands and kind of being, you know, crafty in that way. And I'd never really done like baking from scratch. I did everything from the flour to the frosting to all the decorations. Like, you know, it, I went all out on it. So it was really fun. Did a pretty good job. The cake was good, looked good. Um, I spent way more money and way more time than I planned on doing it because I messed up a bunch of times. But it was a really fun, fun experience. My wife loved it. What, what kind of cake did you make? What was it? It was a chocolate marble with a 
creme patisserie filling with strawberries and then a vanilla buttercream frosting with like fresh flowers on top to decorate. Yeah, three layers all out. <laughs> it was intense. I feel bad making making you admit this on video because now you're gonna get a lot of requests from our department for you, for you to make some cakes for us because that sounds. Delicious. I I am not the next Jenna when it comes to baking. I that was my one off. I did it. Check it off the list. I think I'm good to go on that. Or you're keeping the legacy of of being an awesome <laughs> volleyball coach and being an awesome baker alive. Yeah, right. Volleyball. That's what all of the former players are saying. Like, oh, okay, so I guess if you're a volleyball coach, you bake now. That's just what you do. So. <laughs> So, so you mentioned you, you play guitar too. Uh, what, what kind of what kind of music do you like to play? Um, like classic rock, rock and roll, blues, like kind of that that whole vein of stuff. Um, it's been a really long time since I played, so I was pretty disappointed at, at how bad I was at it again. But uh, you know, kind of like the baking, it, it was fun just to pick it up and you know, kind of mindlessly play a little bit, you know, for half an hour and just get my mind off of everything else. And uh, yeah, it's been it's been really fun. I missed it. All right, Coach, so switching gears a little bit, uh, what is your favorite sport to either watch or play outside of volleyball? Uh, my favorite sport to watch is football. I love watching NFL and, and college. It's definitely been a, something that I really like because it's so not volleyball. You know, like you couldn't be more different in a sport as far as stuff between volleyball and football. So I really love that. Uh, I think playing, honestly, my favorite sport to play is volleyball. It's just, that's kind of why I got into it in the first place. It's really fun, exciting. It's fast. Um, if I'm not doing one of those things and, you know, it's probably just like working out in general, just kind of physical activity. All right, coach. So you went to Claremont High School. Are, are you originally from Southern California your whole life? Yeah, I grew up in Claremont. So, you know, I was born down the street in Pomona and, you know, grew up and went through the whole Claremont school system, Claremont High School. And uh, yeah, you know, born and raised, you know, so that's, that's been really fun for me to kind of do this full circle, you know, kind of journey from starting my volleyball days, like literally first time touching a volleyball was Claremont High School, you know, the gym, and then now to be kind of staying at home in Laverne and, and teaching it is, is really cool. So the uh, first time you touched it was in the Claremont gym. So did you not play to high school or did you, you know, play as a youth growing up or what did you do? No, no, no. I I never imagined playing volleyball is uh, so I played baseball from like I was five or six, you know, t-ball, travel ball all the way up until high school. I got to my freshman year and I was I was burnt out. I just I didn't want to do it anymore. And, you know, I did freshman football, um, you know, and then I was like, All right, I'll do baseball in the spring. And after that, I was like, I just don't want to do it. And so I went to my dad. And I was like, hey, you know, speaking of music, I was like, hey, I don't want to do sports anymore. Like. I think I want to start being in a band or something like that. And he was like, absolutely not. He's like, you are going to do <laughs> some sort of activity, you know, sports related just to keep you busy. And a few of my friends tried out for the volleyball team, you know, for the freshman team. And, you know, I had no other real options at that point. So I was like, I'll go hang out with my friends and give it a try. And it worked, you know, it kind of hooked me. I was, I was pretty good at it. Um, you know, so I didn't start playing until I was 15 my freshman year and kind of just stuck with it. And, you know, I made varsity my sophomore year and then junior, senior year, I really dove in and started playing club and, and doing year-round volleyball. And, and that was it. I think I played volleyball every day from that point until like probably three or four years ago. All right. So, so you were ready to, to, to quit athletics altogether. So what about volleyball drew you in it and hooked you? I, I think it was just so different. You know, like I'd done baseball forever and, you know, I'm still a huge baseball fan. And, you know, I attribute a lot of my sports IQ to, 
to baseball, you know, such situational awareness and that sort of stuff. Uh, you know, but volleyball, it's like, it's nonstop, you know, it's super fast paced. It's very um, intense in your focus and that sort of stuff. I think coming from baseball, which is obviously a lot slower game, um, coming from football, you know, I was six one, like 150 as a freshman. I got my butt just destroyed in football, <laughs> you know? So I think coming from the slow pace of baseball and then the physicality of football, which I just wasn't mature enough yet, you know, volleyball, I could jump high. It was fast paced. I had my friends there and then I just, I liked it. It was fun. You know, I, I really think volleyball, like I had a good group of friends who I was playing with initially to kind of keep me in it. And then I realized I was pretty good at it. And, and that kind of got me hooked on it for good. So I don't know if you've experienced this, but I, I find that with, with boys volleyball, a lot of people really don't get a ton of competitive experience until they get into high school. It's not like a lot of other sports where there's a ton of youth options. Um, my dad coached boys high school volleyball for a while, and a lot of his players coming out freshman, it was, it was their first time playing. They were kind of curious. Was that kind of your same experience? Yeah, I mean, unless you're in the hot spots for boys volleyball, you know, like, you know, Orange County, you know, obviously, like, there's a lot more opportunities for boys volleyball. Um, you know, there's some other places throughout the country, but yeah, for the most part, you know, volleyball starts for boys in high school, you know, and, and so, you know, my high school coach, you know, when I walked in the gym, he was like, great, I have a two sport athlete who's pretty athletic and wants to play volleyball. Like that was his dream come true. You know, that's, that's where, you know, high school starts. So there's definitely like a, a huge growth curve, you know, for boys volleyball, because they do normally start at maybe 14 you know if they're lucky but really it's like 15 16 years old and uh you know it's something that we're trying to change as a game you know to, to get more experience and more opportunities for you know boys volleyball players it's growing a lot larger like there's way more opportunities now in california in general you know for boys volleyball but yeah you know compare that to the women's side almost every recruit i talk to they start playing at 12 13 years old you know some of them are like eight or nine you know and that's just not the case for boys volleyball so for you, it might have been a little bit easier transition then because you kind of you, you weren't necessarily that far behind everyone else just starting out, you know, at 15 years old and you're kind of on the on the same level as everyone else, at least initially. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, I think maybe one one guy on our freshman team had prior volleyball, like organized volleyball experience. You know, for the most part, it was like playing blacktop, you know, during PE was, you know, volleyball for most for most of the guys. So, um, yeah, I mean, we were we were right on it. Luckily for us at that time, you know, Claremont High School was, had a really established good boys volleyball program, you know, so we had the varsity to look up to who were playing, you know, good high level volleyball, you know, so for us freshmen, I was like, oh, that's, that's what this can look like. You know, it's not just a bunch of guys like jumping through the net, you know, being crazy. Like there's a really fun, organized, fluid form of volleyball. And that was a good, you know, stepping stone and, and process for us to see and, and be able to look forward to. So from 15 years old to college, you know, there, that was a big jump there. At what age did you kind of figure out, oh, this is something I could play at a high level in college? Yeah, it's funny. My high school coach freshman year went up to my dad when he picked me up from one of the practices and was like, your son can play division one volleyball. And, you know, if I knew nothing about volleyball, my dad knew 10 times less. And so he looked at the coach, he's like, you're crazy. Like this kid just started playing. He doesn't even know what he's doing. And so my high school coach saw it in me, you know, from the beginning, I think for me, I didn't realize that I could probably play in college until the start of my senior year. Um, and even then I didn't really know if I wanted to, 
you know, I, I always, you know, I had pretty good grades, you know, I knew I was going to go to school, but um, I wasn't really concerned with being a, a collegiate athlete necessarily, you know, for me. And I think it's why I was good is I just loved to play volleyball. Like I wasn't kidding. Like I think through high school from sophomore year, I probably played volleyball six days a week from that time until for sure through college. And, uh, you know, so I think my senior year, beginning of senior year, I started to understand I, I was at that level. Um, and then when I was playing club, I started getting recruited and, you know, my club coaches, you know, had some connections in college and kind of started putting my name out there and I, and I actually started getting some, you know, legit, you know, recruiting opportunities from D1 schools. And, and then I was like, okay, I, I think I, I want to go for it and I want to do this. So how did uh, University of Pacific come on the map for you? Um, so my club coach, you know, Jack Coberly, who's, you know, been on staff here, coaches at CMS now, um, he knew the the head coach for Pacific, you know, from his days coaching at Laverne. And so he just said, Hey, I've got this kid, you know, he's pretty young and raw, but you know, he, he's going to be at that level for sure. And so, you know, Joe came down and watched me play at a local tournament and started that recruiting conversation. And then I went on a, a recruiting visit up there and I met the team and love the school. And, you know, I, I have family up in Northern California who, you know, so I've been going up that way my whole life. And so it felt like a home to be up in Northern California. And that was that. So once you get over to Pacific, what, what was that adjustment like for you? I mean, it's, it's, it's always a huge jump that people don't necessarily expect going from, from, from playing high school, playing club to playing any level of college. What was that initial experience like for you? So <laughs> I, I loved it. I mean, it was great. So, you know, men's volleyball is a spring sport. So for all of fall, you're, you're doing open gyms, you're working out but nothing organized with your coaches. Um, so the very first open gym, you know, we're in there playing and we have a six, nine right side, um, you know, opposite on the team. So I'm an outside hitter. So my very first play I got, or very first set, I go, go take a huge swing and I get, I mean, just destroyed with a block. I mean, I'm pretty sure he blocked it underneath my feet. And it was the first time I played against him. I mean, he's six, nine, you know, so I think he touched, I think it was like 11, 11 was his, was his vertical, his touch. And so that was definitely like a, hey, welcome to college kid. You know, that was a moment for me. And, you know, in open gyms, it's like I was a freshman, you know, so I didn't get to play very much. You know, my setter didn't set me very much. And when I did get set, I, I had to do something with it. If I was making errors or not getting kills, he wasn't going to set me anymore. You know, so I learned that, you know, that fall of my freshman year, like you've got to earn your opportunities. And then once you earn the opportunity, you've got to earn the right to stay there. And so it started from like, getting able to play an open gym and then getting set an open gym and then actually getting set when it mattered in open gym to being a starter in open gym, you know, and that whole process for me was great. You know, it wasn't very much fun at the moment, but you know, when I look back on it and I, you know, I remember that process, it, it was great. You know, I really had to grind it out and earn what I got. And, you know, I was lucky enough my freshman year, I was on the travel roster You know, I got to play a couple matches and, and that was great. I loved it. So from that transition to freshman year, how's, how's the rest of your college playing experience go for you? Yeah, it was okay. Um, you know, so I had a, a pretty bad back injury this summer after my sophomore year. And so I was, I was doing really well, you know, and then I, I hurt my back, you know, doing some weightlifting stuff. And honestly, I was just kind of never the same after that. I had really bad lingering back problems for my junior and senior year. Um, you know, so I was good. I was just, you know, I was a solid player, you know, but I don't think I ever really hit my, 
you know, my ceiling and, and got to my upper end of, of my play, uh, which is really frustrating, you know, but I think for me as a coach, that's been a, a good experience for me to go through because now I understand what that journey and that process is like, you know, and I think as a coach, I'm more mindful of kind of load management and, and just having an idea of like volleyball is really hard on the body. You know, you're jumping hundreds of times, you're landing, going to the ground. And I have a very acute awareness of what that can do. And so I try and be mindful of that when I'm, when I'm coaching now. That must've been a, a very frustrating experience, you know, kind of knowing your potential and, and everything mentally, you know, what your potential is, but your body not performing. How'd you deal with that? Your last two years kind of, you know, you know, acknowledging where your body was at compared to where you wanted it to be. Yeah. I think it was just, I'm a kind of big person. You just, you deal with what you got, you know, and I wasn't going to make excuses about it, you know, or, or anything like that. It'd be really upsetting. You know, there'd be matches where I could just feel it, you know, like I'd, I'd start warming up and my back would be kind of spasming a little bit or something. And I'd be like, all right, you know, it's, it's not going to be a hundred percent day today. So let's find different ways to execute, you know? And I think one thing that made me a good player was I was, I was pretty crafty. I was smart. I had really good volleyball IQ. Um, you know, so I found a lot of different ways to score points other than just hitting the ball as hard as I could, you know, hitting off the block, tipping, tooling, um, you know, getting bad sets and just not making errors and keeping it in play and just kind of living, you know, to have another chance. Um, you know, I kind of made a, a living off that in college, but yeah, it was for sure frustrating, you know, because I, I had meetings with my coaches, you know, like, Hey, we think you could be, you know, all conference, you know, type player, you know, maybe even higher, you know keep working, keep working. And, and I just couldn't put in the load, you know, the training capacity because my back would just give out a little bit. So it was frustrating, you know, for sure. There's no way around it. And I think, you know, for me, it was just always modifying weight room workouts and that sort of stuff. And, you know, if we were doing certain drills, it'd just be, you know, being smart and knowing that, Hey, if I take a hundred swings and practice today for a match tomorrow, I'm not going to be very good, you know? So just kind of managing, you know, how I did all that, but it was frustrating without a doubt. Do you think it kind of forced you to be a, a smarter player? You know, you couldn't rely on your athleticism all the time. Like you were saying, you had to find new ways to contribute. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I was always a good jumper. You know, I, you know, for me, I'm six, four, you know, in the world of men's volleyball, that's average to maybe a little short, you know, like when I was a hitter, I was most of the times the smallest guy on the floor. Um, you know, but I could jump high. I think I touched like 11, four or something like that. So my first two years, I definitely just relied on, on jumping as high as I could and just hitting the ball as hard as I could, you know, where once I couldn't do that, you know, for 50 swings a match, you got to find different ways. Like I was saying, you know, and I, I learned to have much better vision on how to see the block, see the defenders, um, you know, finding ways to, to get kills on, on sets that aren't great. Like all of that stuff you learn when you have to, you know, especially when you just kind of rely on your athletic ability, like, you know, that's that's just part of growing up as a volleyball player and as an athlete. So as, as your college experience is winding down, <laughs> you kind of already know that you want to get get into coaching, or you're not sure. What, what, no. what how are you approaching your next steps after college? Yeah, I mean, going through college, I was a sports management major, you know, so kind of sports business track. So at that point, I either wanted to get into like professional sports, so thinking like front office type things. Um, or I wanted to be a teacher, you know, be like a professor, a college level professor. So those are the two things I was playing with, you know, through my junior, senior year. And the deciding point for me was my assistant coach, you know, called me to his office one day, second semester of my senior year. 
and he's like, Hey, you know, like, let's, let's have the talk. What are you doing? You know, after you graduate, you know, well, it's going to be over soon. What's your plan? And I kind of just told him that. And he's like, well, what are you going to teach? Like, what, what do you want to be a professor for? I was like, well, I don't know. I was like, that's, that's the big question. And he's like, well, what do you know better than volleyball? Like, why don't, why don't you be a coach? What, why don't you teach, teach volleyball? And that was like an aha moment for me. You know, that, that conversation really stuck. And as I kind of went through the rest of my senior year, it just, it never went away, you know, kind of kept resonating with me. And so actually that year, that was 2009, was the year that Laverne Women's Volleyball went to the finals and lost. <clears throat> and so I'd, I'd known Don Flora from, you know, from being a local kid in the area. And so I emailed him, I was like, hey, I want to get into coaching. You know, I know you have graduate assistant opportunities, you know, is that something that we could possibly do? And so he wrote back to me that, you know, things were up in the air and he wasn't sure, but that was how I started my, my kind of coaching journey was with that email. I mean, so literally like months after I decided to be a coach, my first thought was to, you know, try Laverne, you know, now it's been, like I said, a full circle. It's pretty crazy. So you actually uh, started your, your assistant coach career at your alma mater. Is that right? Uh, uh, yeah. So when I graduated, I came down and I started coaching high school at St. Lucie's. Uh, doing girls freshman freshman varsity volleyball and then I was also coaching boys at Claremont High School so I was doing um, girls volleyball boys volleyball and club so I think during those first couple of years of coaching I, I was literally coaching like five different teams at one time I, I couldn't imagine doing that now but that's how you do it you, know, you just grind it out and get experience and you know that was really fun I remember when I first started coaching like I had to teach how to make a platform and how to pass, you know, and for me coming from like division one volleyball, like you're not doing much technical training. Like obviously you are, but you're, you're playing, you know, you're executing and that sort of stuff. So I had to like really sit back and like, how do I pass a volleyball, you know, yeah. you know, or how do I do an arm swing? Cause I was just doing it. Yeah. And so that was like a, a huge moment for me also, where it made me realize how much more there is to coaching than maybe just like figuring out a lineup or, you know, figuring out a matchup or something like that. Like you've really got to know how to technically teach the game, which, which I enjoy. I really love it. So you, you, you really threw yourself in, into coaching there. Did, uh, did it, did it hook you as quickly as, as playing volleyball did, or were you like, ah, I'm so not sure if this is going to be my long-term career path. No, I loved it. I, I mean, right away, right away, because like I was saying before, it was the two things that I was super passionate about. I wanted to be a teacher and I loved volleyball, you know? And so here was this thing that I could do both. And you know, I, I like helping people, you know, and, and teaching them and guiding them and, you know, mentorship and that whole side of it. And, and that's such a huge part of coaching, you know, it's like the relationships and, and getting people to believe and trust in what you're saying and doing and to have them do it themselves. I mean, that's, that's the name of the game there. And so that was immediately it, you know, because my first coaching job is like, you know, freshman girls volleyball at St. Lucie's like, if you don't get them on board right away and, and get them to believe what you're saying, you're going to have a really tough season, you know? So that was, that was an experience in itself, which I, which I really liked. So how does the, how did the high school and club coaching uh, evolve into you ended up as a collegiate coach? Um, you know, so I just, I figured, you know, if I want to make a career out of it, then college is probably the place to go. And, you know, so I knew that I wanted to get into that. I wasn't so concerned about the level, you know, that I coached at, um, you know, division one is, that's a whole nother animal, you know, as far as that goes. And, you know, so kind of coming back to Laverne, 
you know, it really is crazy the full circle. So like I was saying, I started playing volleyball my freshman year. Uh, my sophomore year, we had a couple coaches at Claremont who played for the Laverne men's team at the time. And then, so I was like one of the better players in the program. So they invited me to come to their open gyms at Laverne my junior year to like come play extra volleyball. You know, so I started playing with the Laverne men's volleyball team when I was a junior in high school, just like open gyms and stuff, which goes back to like my first day of college. It was like, they needed me because they needed a body, you know? So like, I would rarely get to play in the open gyms. And when I did, and you know, as long as I didn't mess up, I get to stay in there. And then I slowly started getting set more. And, and so again, that was the whole, you know, way I got into Laverne at the start, you know, I was actually starting with that stuff. And then, so I was like, you know, I'm coaching high school and club in the area, you know, Laverne is one of the better college programs, you know, like in our immediate vicinity, you know, I'm familiar with it. I've, I've known the people there. So, you know, I called up the coach and wanted to be a volunteer assistant and just, you know, get any time in that program that I could and just start learning more things. And, you know, volunteer assistant became, you know, the GA with Jenna and then the GA with Jenna became, you know, a paid coaching position from that point. And then, you know, what Jenna did a really good job of is like, I got really invested in the program, the school with her, you know, and that's when I realized like, I want to coach college. I want to coach, you know, women's volleyball and I want to do it here. You know, this is where I want to be. And so from that point on, it was just a really long process of, you know, staying with it and continuing to invest myself and get to the program. And, you know, I was fortunate enough to become the head coach here now, which is like 12 years in the making, which is crazy. So, so you mentioned that, you know, you, you spent a, a long time with the program in various roles, assistant, GA, interim head coach, now head coach. Uh, that's a long time. Imagine you had other opportunities to go try to coach elsewhere. What about Laverne kept you around for so long? Uh, just as an assistant, as a GA, as a volunteer? Yeah, it was a mix of a lot of different factors. Um, you know, my wife works at UC Irvine, you know, so we knew we wanted to stay in Southern California, you know, um, you know, her career and, you know, and her happiness and that part of it was really important to me, you know, so I, I definitely could have had opportunities maybe at, you know, D1, D2, you know, moving out of state or across the country, but I, I didn't really want to uproot us from our, from our home like that. Um, I was coaching club, you know, club in high school in the area. And that was, that was going really well. I had a good community. You know, I think that's really the short answer is the community, you know, like we're very happy here as a family. I've, I have roots in the volleyball community out here where, you know, I've developed a lot of really good relationships with, you know, local club directors and high school coaches and players and their families. And, and I think that's really important to me, you know, being a part of a family and a community and a group and, and having people that you trust and you enjoy being around, that's, that's where it's at for me, you know? And so Laverne ultimately offered that, you know, more than anything else, you know, I was highly invested in the community and, and the people here. And I was able to have a really big impact on the players in the program. And, you know, that's, that's the rewarding side of coaching, you know? And so all of that stuff kind of combined was like, you know, going to see if we can make it work and, and go from there. So you're at Laverne for a while, and then the, the opportunity comes up. Right? Former head coach Janet Panettiere moves into a senior, um, a senior associate athletic director role, doing a great job on the admin side for our department, and that opens up the, the interim head coaching spot for you. W was it any kind of decision for you, or just as soon as that was offered, you just said yes? Uh, it was immediate. Yeah. You know, and, you know, Jenna – you know, called me and told me what was happening. And she's like, you know, would you, would you be interested in being the interim? I was like, absolutely. Like, let's go sign me up. 
Um, you know, but that was hard, you know, being, being an interim head coach is so difficult, you know, because for me, I knew that I wasn't just filling a role until somebody else could come in, you know, it was like, okay, I'm interim and, and this is my job interview, you know? So I, I approached that whole process, like, look, I'm going to get a season to coach and really show what I can do, you know, and to, to show that I can keep the program going to show that I can obviously coach and strategize at a level that's appropriate for success, you know, for us, you know, then ultimately get enough wins to make playoffs and, and run the program and keep it going. So as an interim, you're, you're kind of always balancing, like, what do I need to do right now to have the most success, but also what do I need to do as the Laverne head coach to make sure that the program is going to be in a good position at the end of the season, whether I'm the head coach or not. And I think that was an interesting spot for me because I'd been with the program for so long that it wasn't just about me getting the job right now. I, I was always thinking about like, how is the recruiting, the fundraising, um, alumni, all that sort of stuff. How am I going to keep that going? I didn't want to just put everything else on hold to win now. I want to make sure that kind of the machine of the program was, was staying healthy and going strong, you know, postseason as well. And, and that was a, a really hard balancing act at times. And, you know, you have the added pressure. I'm sure I don't need to tell you, Laverne Volleyball, one of the most successful volleyball programs in the conference, nationally, uh, just a huge prestige uh, team. How, how did that kind of little added weight affect you during your interim year? I don't know if it, like, I knew that, you know, it was like if, I was a huge part of, you know, all of Jenna's success, you know, Jenna did a fantastic job of making me feel like the program was as much mine as it was hers, you know? So like, I felt like I was already a part of doing all of that. Um, you know, I, I know the history of Laverne very well. And, and for me, that wasn't so much a pressure as a, as a motivator, you know, it was like, I'm super proud of what Laverne has done in the past. I'm proud of what we've done now. It's like, all right, so how can I get this thing to be even better? How can I get us back to a national championship? How can I get us back to the final four, to the elite eight? And so it wasn't like something to be afraid of. It was more of like, here's, here's the goal, you know, here's the expectation and let's, let's figure out ways to do it. And now, you know, Jeff, it's in your hands, go make it happen. You know? And so that was, that's fun. That puzzle that, um, you know, some would say pressure, but it's, it's just part of the job. And I think you've got to really embrace it. And I do, and I, I can't wait to figure out ways to get to that highest level again. So you finish the interim year, you do a great job, continue the streak of, uh, of earning a spot in the Sky postseason tournament. You, you're, you're named officially the head coach when COVID hits, <laughs> season's delayed to the spring, season's canceled. How, how was that for you as your first year officially being the head coach, trying to manage your team during the most chaotic year in, the, in your team's history? It was wild. I think, I think I was officially head coach for two weeks before campus got shut down. Um, you know, so I did a whole recruiting class as interim, you know, got, got those kids in. And then, so now as I was working for this year's recruiting class, I mean, it was just nothing, you know, it was phone calls and zooms. And, you know, I, I think I had this, you know, grand five-year plan of like all these things I was going to do and how I was going to do it. And then COVID comes and just completely shuts it down, blows it up. Um, you know, but in some ways, you know, like I told the team, I was like, hey, we're literally in this together. I mean, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, no one knows what they're doing right now. This is brand new for everybody. So let's just, 
take it one day at a time, you know, and our big thing was like, you, you control, you control, you know, like we have absolutely no say or what's anything whatsoever over what's going to happen tomorrow, you know? So it's like, let's just take care of this. Like right now you're an online school. You don't like it. You don't want to do it, but you have to. So let's do as well as we can, you know? And so it was just a lot of communication with the team, you know, a lot of conversations, a lot of emails and, you know, phone calls and, you know, March of last year, I don't even think I knew what Zoom was, you know, getting super familiar with Zoom and FaceTime and all that. And so, yeah, it was crazy. I mean, I, I can't say I was prepared in any way for it, but I think what was really cool for me is I had the, the momentum of finally getting the job, you know, so I was like, whatever is thrown at me, I'll figure it out. We'll find a way and we'll just kind of keep marching forward. And that's kind of been the, the mantra you know, to this day, it's like, just here's the obstacle. Let's figure out a way over it, around it, underneath it, through it. Doesn't matter, but we just got to get to the other side of it. So now, now kind of looking forward a little bit, uh, assuming, you know, best case scenario, everything goes well, our fall is normal. <clears throat> what are some of the challenges going to be for you initially? You know, playing the Skyac, one of the, the toughest D3 volleyball conferences in the country, had a couple of national champions come out of the conference in, in recent years. But also, you know, it's, if you make the postseason in the, in the Sky Tournament, if you're in the top four, top three of the, of the conference, you're probably in the top 30, top 25 in the nation. So how, what, what kind of challenges you see going into your first official season when your team's actually on the court? Yeah, I mean, and this is for everybody in our conference specifically, but, um, you know, in the West region, we're the only conference that's not playing volleyball right now. You know, so for us, you know, we have a volleyball team that hasn't, competitively or in an organized way touched a volleyball since season ended you know so if we start volleyball up in august that's going to be their first time playing organized volleyball with the coach in 18 months you know and so that's for our entire conference so i think as a conference we're at a little bit of a disadvantage because everyone else is still playing and we're not you know so even if we make it to that top you know four of our conference we're top 25 um you know, there's the rust and all of that stuff that you've got to shake off, you know, so I think that'll be the biggest thing, you know, and, and I think for me as a coach is making sure that the team is healthy and prepared and, you know, in volleyball shape and, you know, that we're doing things in a way that's going to make sure that we're not having injuries, you know, having to play at such a high level so quickly after being off for so long, um, you know, and then it's, you know, for me, something I think about is like, am I going to be rusty as a coach? <laughs> I haven't been in the gym in a long time, you know, in that way. And, you know, so making sure that, you know, I'm sharp and I'm on it and, you know, that the, the ways I want things done and the culture and the process and, and what we do in the gym is going to be as sharp and organized as it was, you know, from the day we left, you know, and so I think all that sort of stuff is, you know, is going to be the challenges, but again, like everybody's in it, you know, that's what I keep telling the team is there's no one else in our conference who's having it any easier than we are. You know, so we can't use an excuse of not playing for a long time or we're out of shape or like there's no excuse for it. Everyone has that excuse and they're still going to perform, you know, so we've just got to mentally get around that and and just go, you know, be all in when once we hit that floor. So when, when you're when you're talking to potential student athletes, potential recruits, what, what, are, what are you selling them about the program, about the conference that's getting them attracted to the University of Laverne? What, what is the, 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 are the main points that you're, that you're looking for in a student athlete? Yeah, I mean, I think what I'm selling them from our university is like, they're going to be relevant. You know, that's a huge thing. It's like you have a lot of different opportunities in Southern California to go play volleyball. 
if you come to Laverne, you're going to be playing in big time matches that matter. You know, you're going to be taking it, you know, if you're a hitter, you're going to be taking a swing at some point this year. That's going to determine if we go to playoffs, you know, and so I'm looking for athletes and for volleyball players who want that chance, who aren't going to shy away from the moment or be afraid of failure or anything like that. You know, then as, as I've been saying in the past, you're going to get that with the community and the family and the atmosphere that Laverne offers, you know, it's like, our athletic department, which I think has been amazing. All of the coaches get along, you know, we're checking in on each other, you know, we're talking to each other. Like when we get back in the offices, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be like a party every day. Everyone's going to be so excited to be there. And I think that's going to really like permeate into the rest of the department, all the other teams, you know, and I think that's something that we really offer that is super fun, you know, and I remember that from my college experience, you know, having coaches that get along in a department that likes each other and, and there's a good, you know, vibe in there that makes a big difference, you know, and I think that goes all the way from our department to our professors to, you know, the president, you know, if, if you come and be a student athlete here, like people are going to know your name, they're going to know who you are, they're going to come to your games and your matches. And, you know, again, for us, and you're going to play in big games that matter, you know, and that's, that's really what I'm trying to make sure that everyone understands when they, you know, talk with me and consider Laverne. So, so from your perspective, as a, as a division one athlete, how has the Division Three experience been for you? Seeing the differences between you know what you made, what you went through at, in your college level, and now what your athletes are going through. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like a good answer because I'm a D three coach, but I really believe in and like Division Three. You know, I I had a fantastic experience as a Division One athlete, and I got to experience things that very few people get to. Um, you know, but it's a job. You know, and there were times when I felt like volleyball was a job and it was a grind and it was hard and, you know, you never get any time off. And, you know, I was a good student and, and I made it work. And there's a lot of D1 athletes who do, but there's a lot of Division one athletes who really struggle with the time management and the balance or the lack of balance, you know? And so I think for division three, the opportunity to have that really high level intense sports season, but then to have our non-traditional season, you know, for us in spring where, you really do get the opportunity to like focus on school or, you know, our team traditionally, almost everybody works a part-time job, you know, like they get to go make money or they get that internship or they can go do volunteer hours, you know, and for us, like we practice at six in the morning during off season. So there's no conference or there's no schedule conflicts, you know, for that sort of stuff. And, and I think it's, it's a really good model because, you know, for us, you're going to get that high level, you know, really intense volleyball season experience, which, you know, competitors want, but then you're also going to get the opportunity to take a breath and take an extra class if you want, or do whatever it is you want to do. So that way, you know, when life after volleyball happens and you're a senior and you're graduating, you know, hopefully it's not like me where you're waiting until, you know, 10 weeks before graduation to figure out what you want to do. You know, like you already have a plan, you already know you're going to be, you know, taking the MCAT or whatever standardized test it is for grad school or, you know, you have an internship lined up or that job that you've been looking for, you'll have had the opportunities over the course of four years and four off seasons to, to take care of those things and figure it out before it's time, you know, to make that decision. All right, coach. So wrapping up here, got a couple quick questions for you. Cool. If you had to choose one University of Laverne head coach to be your only assistant coach, who would you choose and why? I want Coach Reed. I, I need his his fire off the bench. I want to see him throwing that jacket onto the floor. 
I, that, that's what I want to get. I mean, for sure. And, and I think he always has that like word of wisdom that, that kind of cuts through and, and really makes it happen. I think that'd be a blast. <laughs> all right. All right. And flipping that, if, if you had to be an assistant on any of our coaches teams, which team would you choose? Um, I think I'd want to be Pruitt's assistant coach with, with women's basketball. I, I think that would just, again, I, if I could just sit in on those conversations and, and hear what he's saying, I think that'd be like the best time ever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> coach Pruitt is, is a very popular answer for both of these questions. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think, we, I think we need to set, enough people want it. We need to set this up so Coach Pruitt is on everyone's bench for a game at least. I've always said, like, during offseason, I will volunteer assistant for any team going on just to, like, get in there and hear it and, and just offer another set of eyes and go for it. All right, Coach. So, so you mentioned you play guitar. You know, you're trying to, trying to get that back up. If, if you have to choose one artist to listen to for the rest of your life, uh, what, what band, what artist are you choosing? Uh, that's a really hard one. I think my, my first love of music was actually Led Zeppelin. So they have enough music out there. I think I could live off that. All right. Go, go some, some, some classic rock there. Yeah, for sure. All right. What is a one quality about yourself that you want to improve the most? Um, I think probably just communication. I think you can always be a better communicator and, you know, for me, I'm notorious for writing a text and then never hitting send. And I realized a week later, <laughs> I didn't text somebody back. So I think if I can improve on that, then that'd go a long way. And flipping that, what do you think is your best quality? Um, I think I'm just really good at understanding, you know, kind of people and situations. And um, I do a really good job of kind of putting myself in other people's shoes, you know, and I think as a as a coach and just person in general, that's that's really helped me a ton. You know, being able to understand someone else's perspective and and changing the way I give a message or something to help them to better understand it. I think that's been something that's been really beneficial for me. And finally, coach, what are three words you would hope people would use to describe you? Oh, three words. That's a, um doesn't give up. Okay, there you go. I like that. All right, coach, is there, is there anything you want to tell the, the Leo community before we sign off here? No, I'm just, I'm so happy to be a part of the community. I feel like I haven't really had a chance to really dive into it yet with COVID and everything, but, um, you know, I'm so excited to be the head coach here at Laverne, and I can't wait to get back on the floor and, and see what we can do with this team and, and keep pushing this program and, and carrying our history as far forward as I can. All right, Jeff Hendershot, head coach of the University of Laverne women's volleyball team. Coach, thank you so much for spending some time with us today and talking to the Leo family. Have a great rest of the day. Leo fans, we'll be back with another episode of Leo's on the Spot real soon and another episode of Norio Leo's with some of our student athletes as well. Coach, thank you again. All right, thank you.